0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Liminal Lands, an episode I'm calling Bone Tea. Quickly, before today's episode begins, I have to thank newest patron and friend of the show, Jamie Henderson, who is a descendant of Tayette. And stay tuned immediately after the show for a short announcement about the Liminal Lands. Now, enjoy the show. Good morning, hypothetical future listeners. Well, I mean, there ain't really anything good about this particular morning. I'm friggin' exhausted. The sun isn't even up yet. The sky's just barely getting brighter. And I gave up on trying to sleep a long time ago. And I probably should have given up hours before that. I feel like I got literally just a handful of minutes of sleep all night long. I just kept doing that sleepwalking shit. The first time it happened, I fell into the damn fire. Thank God I don't have any really bad burns from it or anything. And I almost dropped you guys into the fire when it happened, too. And by you guys, I obviously mean the tape recorder. My concrete connection to ethereal maybe people. So I tossed it completely out of reach. I think it might be really bad for my mental health if I broke it. I wonder sometimes if talking into the tape recorder is the only thing keeping me sane. Or maybe it just allows me to be a high-functioning insane person. Anyways, with you guys safely out of danger, I went back to sleep. Or, I don't know, 10 minutes? An hour? 20 seconds? No way of knowing. I closed my eyes, and the next thing I know, I'm taking another bite of dirt. Which I guess is a bit of a good news, bad news situation. Good news is that tying my legs together worked a charm kept me from walking off to my death, destruction, or dismemberment. But the bad news is, it did make me bite the dirt a lot. And I mean a lot. I lost count of how many times I tried to get up and sleepwalk off, only to fall flat on my face because my legs were tied together. But it was a bunch. By the fourth or fifth time, my nose was already bleeding like a faucet. One of the times, I chipped a tooth, and it just kept happening all night long, so I'm exhausted, and on top of that, I feel like I told Mike Tyson I had sexual relations with his mother. I feel like one giant bruise, and I guess sometime during the night, sleepwalking me figured out I wasn't going to be going anywhere without untying my legs first. I guess even sleepwalking me can eventually learn. The last time I woke up, it was because my teeth clicked together, hard enough to chip my tooth even more. I was in the process of trying to chew my paracord off, and I had made pretty good progress on that front. Not near enough, I had my legs knotted up pretty crazy, but I had chewed through it in a couple of places. That wasn't sleeping me's first resort. I apparently spent quite some time while asleep simply trying to untie the knots binding me. How could I possibly know what I did in my sleep, you ask? Because my damn fingers are raw. I saw a documentary once about Chinese prisoners being forced to peel garlic until their fingernails fell off. I still have my fingernails, thankfully, but the tips of my fingers are sore like you wouldn't believe. And there, HFLs, now you're all caught up. Maybe you can tell me just what in the hell is going on. I'm making this sound like it's just an inconvenience, but the, the truth is... I'm scared. What the hell is going on? I've heard about people randomly sleepwalking, but not like this. Just suddenly innumerable times in the same night. That isn't normal. It it can't be natural. To pretend otherwise would be dangerous. The only safe conclusion is that this sudden and incessant sleepwalking is somehow tied to this place, the, the liminal lands. Themselves or something in it. If I don't admit that, that would be the same as sticking my fingers in my ears and just shouting, I can't hear you. I can't ignore this. I can't stick my head in the sand on this one. Whatever is going on, I doubt I'm going to wake up from a little night sleepwalking jaunt to find myself at a tea party with Johnny Depp and the Marsh Hare. Okay, so, I admit it. But that just leads to some hard questions. What the hell can I even do about it? Can I stop it? I've got only God knows how long before it's night again, and I once more have to deal with this. I need to come up with a plan between now and then. But first, I won't have to worry about it if I starve to death. And I think it's finally bright enough to go check my deadfall trap. That could potentially be a silver lining on this incredibly shitty cloud. I'll see you guys there. Okay, guys, I'm a, uh, I'm coming up on the trap right now, and it has been triggered. That doesn't necessarily mean I've gotten anything. Hell, wind could have triggered it, but I'm hopeful. And as I get closer, it does look like there could be something. Oh yes, I see some fur, guys. I've got something. It worked. Okay, let's let's see here. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> I've got a, it's a, um... well, it's, hmm, it's breakfast is what it is. Okay, HFLs, I still don't know what this thing is. It kind of looks like a coon, but it definitely isn't. It's got a dark, smoky gray fur, sort of built like a, a lean raccoon, or maybe more like a capybara, with a head shaped like a big weasel. I, I don't know. Definitely some kind of predator, I'd think, based on its sharp teeth. It's got some wickedly curved claws. Oh, you'll be happy to hear that I learned my lesson from the damn rain goblins, after I saw its teeth and its claws. I stood around poking it with a stick for five or ten minutes. I wasn't going to take any chances, I'm not going to lose another finger. But anyways, after I was sure it wasn't going to jump out and bite me, I brought it back and I built up the fire. Now, I'm not going to make you listen to all the boring shit that's about to go down. So I'll just tell you what the plan is, then I'll see you on the other side of it after I've done that. I'm going to dress out this call it, cut all the meat into as thin a strips as I can. And kind of try and make a jerky out of it. That's going to take a few hours at least. I mean, it won't really be jerky, but cooking it like that will help it last as long as possible. While that's cooking, I'm going to put all of the bones on this rock right here. This rock is sort of thin, but more importantly, it's kind of concave. Basically, it's like a large flat bowl. And I'm going to pour the last of my water from my little collapsible water bladder into this rock with the bones. I'm going to put that in the middle of the fire. And I'm going to make a bone tea. Broth! It's called it's called a broth. I would kill for my camp pot right now. Hell, I'd be happy as hell with an old Coke can right now. But this rock is what I've got. And it will work, even if it is a bit unwieldy. Cause The broth is actually more important to me than the meat itself is. It's because of something called refeeding syndrome. I've gone a very long time without having very many calories at all. If I ate all I wanted of this calorie dense meat, I'd probably get sick and my body would just refuse it. So I have to start with a little bit of broth, give it some time, then slowly and carefully add the meat into my diet. Hopefully that way I can actually keep it down. And while all that's cooking, I'm going to burn all the leaves and the dirt and everything I bled all over. Better safe than sorry. And the reason I'm doing that is because I'm leaving as soon as I get some of this broth in my belly. I don't know if it's the excitement that my trap worked and I'm going to actually be able to eat or what, but I am suddenly anxious to keep moving on. Hell, I'm downright antsy. Almost giddy to be moving on. Heading north-ish. So, yeah. Next time we talk, I'll have some broth in my belly, meat in my pockets, and we will be on our way. Well, guys, that was the best broth I've ever had. And it's actually sitting pretty easy on my stomach. It's incredible what fasting can do to improve the flavor of food. And how getting something on your stomach can improve. Hell, everything. I am in such a good mood right now. I swear, even my abused and swollen face feels better. Man, right now I really feel like things might could possibly turn out pretty okay. I'm even a little less lonely, but that's mostly because of Rich. I guess the smell of cooking meat grew Rich in and well I wouldn't have had any if it hadn't been for Rich dropping that squirrel so I felt I needed to repay that kindness or coincidence or whatever. So I gave Rich not only the stuff I wasn't going to eat but some of the stuff I would have too. I left it at the edge of the clearing and a bit later I looked back and everything I left was gone and Rich was just chilling there. When I left Rich left with me, staying pretty close. I guess hoping I would give him some more goodies to eat. But, you know, whatever. Maybe I will. It's nice, kind of. Rich is only about five feet away from me, keeping pace. Quietly, I might add. Like, absolutely silently. Which means to me, when I kept hearing something following me by the swamp, and it scared the ever-loving shit out of me, and ended up just being rich... That Rich was doing that on purpose, since obviously they can move through the woods quieter than a mouse fart. Well, what about it, Rich? Were you just screwing with your old pal Soko? Ah, pleading the fifth, I see. Wise decision. <laughs> Hey guys, I wanted to say mm, something. I, I don't, I don't guess it matters, y'all. Yeah, I feel good. If I didn't know better, I'd think that bone broth got me high or so. Although. I guess I don't know better. <laughs> I think we're going the wrong way. Maybe we should take the next exit. Ah, it speaks. Ah, uh, Rich, it's so good to hear not your voice. But come on, say something fun. Surely you could pick a better conversation out of my head than that. I'm being serious. Can't you be serious for once in your life? Whoa, Rich. Bringing out the big guns. That was right before the biggest fight we ever had. I was doing the, with, uh. This is important. Are you listening? Oh, Rich. When did you, uh, cool. Let's keep going. You're not listening to me. Oh, hey, Rich. There, there, you are. That was when we. Hey, why don't we sneak off for a little bit, have some alone time, then come back. Nobody will miss us. Babe, no, Rich. When did you, North? This way. I'm being serious. This is important. important. Is that you, Rich? Can you be quiet? It's annoying. I wanna listen. No, I, I wanna I wanna go but keep going. You're not paying any attention to me. Have you heard a word I've said? Shh, babe, shh. Hey big guy. Turn off the TV and come join me in the shower. More. Daddy, I stick in here. I don't wanna go. Oh god damn it. I told you, don't ever use my kids' voices. That is crossing a damn line. And I, I don't, wait, where the hell am I? What the hell is that sound? What the hell is going on? Oh God, my head. I'm going away. Railroad line, but I can't forget that sweet little girl who sleeps in the pines and the pines. as always, thank you for listening. I'll get quickly to the announcement. I'm going to be taking about a month off of the liminal lands. It's not burnout, it's just I have an opportunity to work on something else. The Tribeca Film Festival is coming up, and they're going to also be doing audio drama this year. I have an idea for something that hopefully I could get into that, and I feel like I've got to take the opportunity to at least try. So there will be a very short break while I work on that instead of putting out Liminal Land stuff. Please bear with me, and you can join the Discord if you want to know more about the other thing that I'm working on. That's where most of it's taken place. If you appreciate the work I do, please like, comment, share, whatever the stuff I'm supposed to say. You guys know, get it out there. The more people that hear it, the better for me, the more it grows, yada, yada, yada. If you want to support me in a more, well, if you want to give me money, there's Patreon, and now I have a Ko-Fi, I don't know, whatever it is. And you can go there, and you can see I've got hours of extra content. And I literally mean hours of extra content, stuff that you guys haven't heard, on the Patreon. Uh, recently, the longest episode I've ever created is on the Patreon now, and it's called The Fall. And it's... Oh, my gosh, guys, it is so good. It's my favorite Liminal Lands thing I've created, bar none. And for just pledging $3 a month, you can get access to all of that and really help me out. And now that my grifting is through, until next time, Beware of doorways.